Have you heard of professional hairstylist etiquette? What is that exactly? It's the professionalism of the hairstylist and the salon employees set by your salon's culture. So basically, there's some do's and don'ts within the four walls of the salon. And today we're going to talk about a few of them. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Salon Ownership Made Easy podcast. As a former salon owner, I know how tough it can be to deal with things like hiring new team members, managing your KPIs, and fixing everything that seems to break in the salon. It's enough to drive anyone crazy. But don't worry, I'm here to help you navigate the ups and downs of the industry. Let's face it, beauty school didn't prepare us for the real world of salon ownership, but with the right techniques, systems, and mindset, you can achieve amazing success. With over 30 years of experience and four successful salons under my belt, including two that hit over seven figures, I've learned a thing or two about what works and what doesn't. So buckle up and get ready for some practical tips and real talk. Let's do this. Have you ever been sitting in another business, hair salon, coffee shop, doctor's office, and you are watching maybe an employee who's off duty at the moment because you happen to know or you notice that they just clocked out or whatever, and they're in street clothes, but you know their employee. Maybe they came in to say hi on their day off or something. And they start ranting about another employee. Yeah, that's happened to me. I was sitting there and this girl, I knew she worked there. You could tell. And she was dropping the F-bomb and a few other, you know, ugly words about the boss. And it was kind of awkward. I felt awkward and I wanted to leave. So I ask you, did her actions, even though she was off work, affect the perception of the business in my eyes? You bet it did. Here's my point. Everything that happens within the salon, good or bad, affects the bottom line. You see, professional hairstylists don't realize how their actions and words affect a client's perception of the salon. Anywhere you go, if they know that you work at that salon, anything, whether you're in Target, whether you were shopping, whether you're in your street clothes, you're at a bar partying. That affects how that customer, that client feels about the salon that you work at. So if you're just starting your beauty career, if you are in your beauty career and you, you're wondering why don't I have enough clients, or if you're a salon owner and truly trying to figure out how to get new stylists in your salon. Think about your actions outside of the salon. I remember um, a long time ago, I I used to be a Mary Kay rep. And I remember the director, that's what they were called, um, who, who leads the community of Mary Kay consultants. That's what they were called. She would say, you need to look your part even when you're not working because you never know when you run into somebody who might need you. And that's kind of stuck with me. Meaning if you aren't working that day and you're going grocery shopping or to the doctor's office or whatever, at least have your hair and makeup done. You could be wearing leggings or whatever, but you never know when a conversation is going to come up and you could whip out your, your business card and say, Hey, I happen to do hair. Now it doesn't have to be completely done and looking hundred percent, but don't go out with your hair sticking up all over the place and looking like you just rolled out of bed. 
because you never know your next guest, your next client might be sitting right next to you at a coffee shop and you need to look your best. Anyway, that's on a tangent. I'm sorry, but that advice has always stayed with me. Now, am I always looking my best? No, but I try to at least look presentable. Let's get back to some of the things that happen in a salon, the do's and the don'ts, if we will. Okay. So basically, you know that there's a ton of different personalities that work together in a salon. Everyone has an effect on the feel of the salon and of your client perception of the salon. Okay. We have all kinds of people in the salon, right? You would think you've got your person who has a big ego. You got your really cool hairstylist. You got your salon manager that wants everything going click, click, click. Maybe you've got somebody who's bipolar and you never know what, how they're going to be when they walk in the salon. Maybe you've got somebody who's really sweet and just neutral about everything. And maybe then you have somebody who's very aggressive and very loud, and you've got to know how to work with every personality. So let's get to our list. Okay. Our first thing is don't shout or talk loud enough for the entire salon to hear you. This isn't a nightclub. It's a business. Do talk at a normal level so as not to interfere with other stylist conversations with their clients. Have you ever been in a salon and there's somebody at the shampoo bowl and they're, they're shouting across the salon? That's what I'm talking about. Or if you have like eight stations and you have a stylist at a station across the room and they're yelling to the front desk, hey, can you add a toner to my whatever? Don't do that. That is, that's just not professional. I think you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. We've all heard that. And it's very awkward. And it just, ugh, it makes me cringe. So don't do that. Okay. Don't wear bangle bracelets that make noise in a client's ear. It will drive them crazy and they won't come back to you. So if you want to wear jewelry, wear tasteful jewelry to match your outfit. Bracelets are fine, just not the noisy ones. And you know what I'm talking about there too, right? When you're shampooing and they go, you know, your bracelets are all dangling and yeah, it happens. It happens. So just be mindful of that when you're getting ready, save your bracelets, your bangle bracelets for going out to dinner, having date night, whatever. Just keep the client in mind at all times. Okay. Here's a big one. Don't gossip about coworkers. Drama runs rampant in a salon, especially in that break room. Don't be the one that starts the storms or adds to them. It makes for a very uncomfortable work environment. And that is just really unpleasant for you. And it's stressful to your clients because they can hear it. They know it. So make it a habit to walk away from gossip and don't participate. Believe me, it can be done. Just walk away. If you hear somebody in the break room and they're starting to talk about a coworker, just say, Hey, we don't do that. Just walk away. All right. Here's a big one. Don't ever, ever have your cell phone on the salon floor. It is one of the most unprofessional things to do in the salon. If you can't keep off of it, keep it in the back. So you're not tempted to look at it. I once saw a stylist talking on her cell while cutting a man's hair. What? It was unbelievable to me. How would you feel if she was cutting your hair? If you have to check your messages, check it during your break. I do know that um, we allowed cell phones at the stations 
only if they were pulling up Pinterest or getting ideas for haircuts, using it for their consultation, because our program actually had the consultation forms that the stylist could get on their cell phones, but they were not allowed to take phone calls, check messages, anything like that. It is just so unprofessional and it really does make your client feel very neglected or in the least very unimportant. All right, here's a big one. And we had this actually in our handbook. Do not discuss religion, politics, or sex. These are the three industry no-nos. Oh my goodness. You could start a a war zone in the salon. Just don't go there. You don't know who's sitting in your chair. You don't know who's sitting in the chair next to you. It could be a senator's wife and you're sitting here talking politics, or it could be somebody who's had terrible relationships or had something terrible happen to her. And you're sitting here talking about your, you know, sexual rendezvous. I don't know. You don't know what's going on. So keep it clean. Ask a client about their work or their hobby. This keeps the focus on them and it is appropriate conversation and you could take it from there. All right, here's one that this has happened in the salon and it's a hard one to, I don't know, you'll, you'll get it when I, when I tell you, don't stink. <laughs> I know, I know. It's one of the most common complaints from clients, a stylist smelling like smoke. It's very unpleasant for a non-smoker and they will not return to you. I won't. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't want to be around cigarette smoke. And it is, if you don't smoke cigarettes and you're around that, it is just like blaring in your face. So not only are the cigarettes costing you money, they can cost you clients, which is money. Understand? So just quit. (laughs) Sounds simple, right? But seriously, keep Febreze or mouthwash in the break room and make sure to wash your hands too. Don't believe that a spritz of perfume will mask that smell. What you can do is wear an old smock and disposable um, gloves to smoke. This will keep the smell off your clothes. All right, here's here's one. Don't poach clients from other stylists. Now, in our salon, we used to share clients, and we loved that whole idea. Hey, if I'm not available, you can go to anybody in here. As long as you're walking in our two doors, we're glad to have you. We loved it that way. However, not every salon is designed that way. So you need to build your own clientele. And if you need help with that, I've got a couple of my podcasts. I'll link them in the show notes below that will help you build your clientele. And if you need advice on that, reach out to me. I can help you with that. All right. Another don't. All right. I just paused it to clear my throat a little bit. Okay. Another one. Don't be a lazy professional hairstylist. The salon's cleanliness is the responsibility of every person who works in those four walls. The condition of your equipment and your station is your responsibility. A lazy hairstylist affects the entire team. Someone always has to pick up the slack from the lazy ones. And don't let that be you. It damages your reputation to be seen as the lazy one and brings down the value of the salon. Yes, every salon has a lazy professional. And it is really hard to manage because they don't see themselves that way. Throw in their, their bowls in the sink and thinking they're going to get back to them and they never do. You know who I'm talking about. Everybody has one on their team. So what do you do? Do your part and then some. Keep your station clean and sanitized. We used to always say, 
Your station needs to look fresh every single client. It needs to look like they are the very first client of the day. So what does that mean? It means after every time you're you're done with your client, you straighten it all up. You put your chair facing the, f- the front. You clean up all your combs. You put them in your, your sanitizer, whatever you need to do, make it look fresh and clean. And always, always, always do it at the end of the day. And sanitize before you're being told. I mean, my goodness, with the flu and COVID and all that stuff, we all know what to do. Just make life easier on the manager. And guess what? You'll increase your value to the salon. All right. I just mentioned this. Don't leave your color bowls for others to clean. And don't leave hair in the sink. And don't leave a mess in the break room. Basically, clean up any mess you make. That's an easy one. Don't place any tools or accessories in your mouth like bobby pins, foils, clips. Ooh, especially these days with germs being a top priority. You know, we've all seen it or we've done it. Uh, We've used the bobby pin in our teeth to open it. Don't do that. Work organized, okay? Use your apron if you need to. Aprons have little um, pockets. You can clip your clips on there or your wristband or get one of those magnetic wristbands. I have, a, I think I have a link on my giftsforstylist.com. Go over there, check it out. Okay, don't assume clients know how to speak our language. They probably don't know what a 4R means. That makes sense, right? They might not even know what slicing versus weaving or anything like that. They don't know our language. And how many times have they sat down in your chair and balayage and they can't even pronounce it? (laughs) It happens. So just communicate in terms that the client understands. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Talk so they can understand what you're saying. Don't talk in our terms. We have our own secret little stylist language. All right, here's another one. Don't talk about your personal life. For one thing, it's not cool for clients to know your personal details. And second... They don't want to hear your problems. Going to the salon is a break for them. Please don't bring drama to them. Keep the focus on them. This is their time and they are actually paying for it. So make it really special for them. Here's another one. Don't keep clients waiting. You running behind shouldn't be their problem. How long do you think they will wait before deciding never to go to you again? Hmm? So try to keep a tight schedule and be mindful of time management. Your client's time is valuable. They will respect you if you respect them. Don't take your clients for granted. Thank them for their business. When you're done, just say thank you so much for coming in. Everyone likes to be appreciated. Don't call in sick when you aren't. Not showing up for clients will derail your beauty career. And when you're not in the salon, someone else will have to be. You deciding to take the day off could make a coworker have to come in on his or her day off. That is no way to be a good team member. Just treat your position as a professional hairstylist as valuable. Just be responsible. We are all adults here. <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> Don't run from clients you don't want to do. Oh my goodness. And I know, especially brand new stylists who get very anxious, do this a lot. They see a, a, a walk-in come in the salon, a men's haircut maybe, or a pixie cut or an A-line bob, or, you know, those hairstyles that you're like, oh, I don't know what how to do that. I'm not very good at doing that. 
don't run from it. It only means that your coworkers will have to pick up your slack. So what, what do you do? Take the client and learn from it. Ask for help if you need help. We all do from time to time. Heck, that's one of the best things you could do is help your team members. Here's one. It happens. Don't let the girls out too much. You know what I mean. You might have, you know, nice tatas, but too much. It takes from your professional image. It does. We used to always say no boobs, no belly, no armpits. I just, I learned that a long time ago. It's just not respectful. So dress with respect for yourself and your clients because your boobs are in their face. I mean, think about where you're standing. You're doing a bang trim. You got to be right in front of their nose, right? Do you really think that women want to see down your blouse? She may be thinking hooker instead of professional. Every client counts. Better to take the high road than to chance alienating anyone. Don't swear on the salon floor where any clients can hear you. Don't swear. You may think you're cool with it because they smile, but they'll complain when you're not around. So hold yourself to a higher standard and clean up your act. And then you'll be seen as a real professional. And oh gosh, here's a big one. Don't discuss tips on the salon floor or with clients. Oh my gosh, this is so unprofessional. Oh my gosh. And it happens. And you may think that nobody can hear you. Uh, How many times? Oh gosh, I've heard people go, she just tipped me $5 and I spent three hours on her or whatever. I don't know. I'm making that up. Just please don't talk about tips and don't keep tips visible on at your station. Put them in your pocket, your apron, or some salons keep envelopes at the front desk. So just keep your tip conversation, your bitching or bragging in the break room out of earshot of clients. If you, you know, if you're wanting to talk about it, like, especially with the holidays here and people are leaving big tips. Whoa. Don't go, you know, don't (laughs) go through the salon going, woohoo, I just made a hundred bucks. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't do that. Here's another one. Don't repair flesh wounds at your station. Oh my goodness. You just cut yourself with scissors. Excuse yourself and get to the break room and clean it up. Your client doesn't want to see, or they don't need to see all that blood. And it makes them feel like that you got cut because you were cutting their hair and makes them feel a little guilty too. Keep a cut kit in your locker or your salon should have one. Um, And they do make some waterproof bandages that's really good for cuts on your fingers. And they have like extra strong hold on them. Um, They also have cut glue that you can, it's almost like crazy glue or super glue. So you can put that on there too, to stop the bleeding. Just excuse yourself to the client, tell them you'll be right back and that you nicked yourself and need to clean it up. That's all. You do want to smell like you've just sanitized your hands. So they know that you're you know, you took care of it and you want to dispose of anything you're using on the client while in front of them, get a clean comb, a clean brush, clean scissors. You want the client to see that their health is a top priority to you. Don't overwhelm your clients with your perfume or cologne. That happens. When I was first started out my career in San Diego, I remember her saying that we weren't allowed to wear perfume. Yeah, because people have allergies and also smells can trigger memories, good or bad. And what if your cologne reminded them of an ex? They probably won't come back to you just because you smell like somebody they hate. 
and plus it's strong and you're in their face. So just, I, I probably just wouldn't wear it. I, I, when I worked in the salon, I just never wore it. And also use deodorant. Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps it up. That's a lot. I know. But if you go back and listen to this again, the do's and don'ts, make a list. Heck, you might even want to include this in your handbook because these are good. These are really good. Everything we do makes an impression on a client, whether you're in the salon or outside of the salon. You have to be a salon professional. That's what you signed up for. That's what you're in business to do. That's your money-making career there. So whether you're behind your chair or behind somebody in the Starbucks line, you want to look like a salon professional. So I hope these helped. Hope they either made you laugh or conjured up some kind of memory, or maybe just let you think about it a little bit that, wow, I didn't even consider that. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. We hope you found it interesting and learned something new. If you liked what you heard, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. We're always open to your feedback and suggestions for topics to cover in the future. So don't be shy. Drop us a line on social media or shoot us an email. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.